Welcome to Streamable, the podcast about the best streaming content out there. We're going to be reviewing shows and movies from Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney+, Peacock, whatever other services they come up with. So sit back, listen to our review, and then you can tell us how wrong we are on Twitter. I'm Jimmy. And I'm Brett. And together we have over 57 years of movie watching experience. Wait, we were watching movies when we were born? Shh, shut up. see that new Pixar movie? <laughs> Except not, because it wasn't as emotionally <laughs> interesting. Well, yeah, we could talk about that too. But that that's always been a difference between Pixar's movies and Disney's animated movies. I mean, I couldn't tell you who is Disney and who is Pixar. I, I also don't understand why the two exist Well, I mean, like, separately. Frozen is Disney, not Pixar. Like, Pixar doesn't oh, well, usually Frozen do... Frozen was magical, so... No. Throws that Frozen's, out the window. Frozen's story sucked. But... It wasn't as bad as this. Anyway, today we're talking about Ryan the Last Dragon, because it actually released for free on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is an edge case of, of, like, if it's an original streaming content thing, right? Yeah, like, I guess it... cheating a little bit. I mean, it was technically original streaming I don't it, think they released it at th- in theaters at first because of COVID, right? I mean, did it hit theaters at all? I don't. Oh know. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's at theaters. It's been oh, okay. in theaters. I just don't know if technically when it released, if it was dual or if it was only Disney Plus for a little bit. Mm, whatever. Well, yeah, we decided to cheat, and it's fine. But yeah, comparing Disney's like internal animation studio works to Pixar isn't fair. Pixar, I think, operates on, like, a different level. Usually, all the Pixar movies are, you know, very good. However, then... I will argue... I mean, if if we're saying Frozen and this are both Disney, Disney has better animation than Pixar, and this movie may have had the best animation of a movie so far that I can think of. I think it's... Well... It's it's also hard to compare because it, it seemed like it had better animation because they do a lot more human actiony things right too. and and Pixar does like fantastical like yeah Pixar doesn't usually hit like the fantasy genre of like sword and board and stuff like that like fighting and things like outside of, like Incredibles most of the Pixar movies don't even have like fighting and they're kind. very stylized to not be normal human-ish, which I guess is maybe... Yeah, it's a, it, a lot of them are, like, finding humanity in non-human objects and things like that, so... So it, it's hard to compare the animation. I mean, you can't say, like... I don't know, it, it's hard to, for me to say Pixar is worse than Disney in animation because Pixar basically started, like, 3D animation. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it was... Why am I blanking on the name? Industrial Light... Uh, ILM, right? Yeah, yeah, they're an option which... of ILM was the genesis of special effects really so yeah yeah like i think what they were well i mean they were an offshoot of ilm and then like what steve jobs like backed them and then that's and then, then they, they got became by part disney. of ilm again and yeah, i don't yeah. know it's weird was, like they used they were operating outside of disney for a while and then disney bought pixar yeah. i think yeah. yeah anyway we don't need to go down a whole pixar versus disney train yeah, let's just that that's That'd be a whole episode of nothing. <laughs> Focus on Raya. I mean, we've kind of already said it. The animation was great. The story was hot garbage. 
I mean, it wasn't, I guess it wasn't bad. It just wasn't original at all. There were eight writers. The story by had eight credits of people. Yeah, if it started off as, if it started off as anything original, that went away by the time it got through. You, You can't have eight people write one movie. It's sometimes bad enough on a TV show. Why? I don't get why they would think it's a good idea. Just start over if it doesn't. I mean, you can't expect originality from Disney, though. Like Disney doesn't do original stuff. Disney usually does like a pre-existing story and then just changes it a little bit. It makes me very afraid for a lot of things that if Disney's going to have this committee approach to things to make sure, I don't know, like it's all inclusive and all this stuff, it, it just makes for boring stories. Well, I mean, this also might be a case of because it probably started off as a quote-unquote original story that it that it needed more work because the problem the problem with that is when you look at the credits there is specific rules all had equal credit if it had an and or an ampersand or the screenplay by versus story by there is different rules there so if a writer was brought in just to touch up like dialogue it would say screenplay by and they wouldn't have story by credit. The fact that eight people wrote the story means eight people more or less sat in a committee and wrote the story. It may have passed hands back and forth. It may have started with one or two writers, but they all had equal credit, which means a bad idea. On Wikipedia, it says that at least one person that was on that list was reported to have been hired to retouch the script. But based on how they gave credit, that means they retouched quite a bit. Mm. So, yeah, I I don't know. I don't have as much of an issue with the story because when I'm watching various, like, Disney movies, I'm expecting either, either, like, a retelling of a fairy tale or a very generic story. I mean, Disney movies are aimed at kids. Like, the the plot's not going to get, like, off the charts crazy. That's where there were, things were really weird because it actually started off kind of confusing and they had a bunch of exposition right away trying to explain the world, but they used a different animation style and it was just like confusing. You weren't able to appreciate the world, which was the best part of this movie in the first five minutes. I thought it was going to be confusing, but I think outside of what the the name of the monsters and then the initial name of the, the world we're like, okay, this is gonna be a plot dump of a bunch of things, but then the rest of the cities are literally just named stuff like Talon, Tail, Fang, Spine, and Heart. So it was like, okay, it's not hard to. I just don't get why you plot dump something that's confusing. Like, if you're gonna plot dump, the point is to make it really simple. And I, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's for kids. It's not, you know, supposed to be a super complex story, but it was actually confusing to start off with. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was a little worried when, when it started going like that, and I was like, I don't, like, I usually hate it when things plot dump immediately, because it, I feel like I have to take out a notebook and, like, take notes, so I'll understand what's happening in the movie, and I was scared of that in the beginning. Right, especially when they throw out all these, like, random names that are supposed to be significant, and you're like, uh, okay, I don't know who any of these people are, in this case, dragons, or locations are. Yeah, but I think, like, I was worried in the beginning, but I think by the end of it, 
it, there wasn't too much, and you know, slowly getting to the different cities and stuff made things more cohesive. But I, I will admit, I, I hate the plot dump as a mechanic in general. For if writing. they cut it out, it would be a better movie. Like you, you didn't yeah, need you, it. You didn't need it. Like, I don't know. I, I think that became a thing in movies, though, right? Like the the big issue that occurred 500 years ago and we needed like do like a weird anima animation that's not the same as the regular animation like was it popularized by like the the Harry Potter Tales of Beetle the Bard kind of thing to do like a weird random animation no, and, like, no, no, no. it happened thing? way before that that's that's the first thing i can think of in my head right now but yeah i mean it it it, it seems to be a thing where you go like oh yeah let's 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 make sure that everyone understands this is like a flashback to ancient history and then give everyone a history lesson and then jump into it. I almost feel like that was added after, like, screening tests or something. And people were like, well, the story's confusing in the beginning or something. So they tried to add some exposition that ends up being more confusing. And it just, I don't no, know, no, it, it, it really it, wasn't well thought it out. It does feel weird. Like, honestly, there's, like, a tonal shift to, like, how the writing and story pacing works after That's that That's my part. point. It feels, it, it it feels does, tacked on. It does on. feel tacked on. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. I don't think there's a lot more to say about the movie. The animation is really good. Aquafina's the dragon. It's kind of funny. She's this, like, stupid dragon. A little bit of spoilers there, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's it's a pretty movie. It's a boring story. It's not that emotionally engaging like Pixar animation and other things are, so it's kind of just... Yeah, but I also yeah. don't think you should ever expect that from any of the Disney animated movies. Okay, go rewatch Frozen. No. <laughs> it just, it was not as good as some people think. Frozen was so good. Literally, was, she just, uh, she, I, went up, she went up a mountain and she came back no, down a mountain. You, you think of the story wrong. We've argued about that. We don't need to go back to it. Frozen was better than Toy Story 4. Fight me on that. I can't because I still haven't watched Toy Story 4. I gotta go watch it some Because <laughs> it's not good. Anyway. Well, it's also because, I don't know. I was an adult and felt weird going to watch it in the theaters and I was waiting for it to stream and I didn't go stream it. Anyway, the other thing I wanted to talk about, um, because we're in this strange world where we have all these co-release of theater and stream and everything, I mean, we're, we're really into movies. We always want the industry to thrive. You know, I'm definitely biased. I want people back in the theaters I'm probably going to reactivate my AMC pass pretty soon and start going to movies regularly in the theaters. I do think given the beauty of this movie, it is worth seeing in the theaters. I I somewhat regret watching it, you know. Yeah, cuz I cuz I wouldn't watch it again. That's true. Like if if it was the first time watching it, it would have been a more, you know, cinematic in the theaters. But I, I don't know. I mean, for most movies, that's usually the case. There's a different environment and feeling to watching a movie in theaters. Yeah, I would say a lot of animation for me, it doesn't really do it. Like, it's not worth watching in the theater. The The other thing I will say about this movie specifically is the music is very good. And, and I think the... I probably should have watched this with headphones on or something like the lack of power from speakers and just like, again, being in the theater, I think, would... We also had streaming experience. issues because... Disney's watch well, party. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. I want to go through that because you know we yeah. critique the services a lot themselves too, and we'll we'll get into that. That definitely sure. killed a lot of things. So I'm gonna say that this movie is not streamable. It's 
theaterable. <laughs> and we're inventing a lot of stupid <laughs> words here, but uh I, I will agree with you. I, I think it would have been a better experience watching it in the theater. It is pro it is by far out of the new like 3D Disney animations, this has been their like tightest one. Like it everything felt pretty smooth animation wise. Some of the sequences well, are just like wait well, yeah, outside of our issues, I think, but I I don't know. I mean, I I noticed early on there was like this FPS issue, and I don't know if it was the service or if it was actually the animation was a little weird in some of the action sequences. I think it's the service. I don't I don't think so. I I think it was also just like that the tacked on piece threw us off at the beginning, and then it was a little weird for a bit, and then right when like the the you know change happens in in the story, that that's when it like kind of picked up and was more. The, the higher quality animation. But yeah, I mean, like, fight sequences, like, just general animation, like, characters that, like, look cool, but then also characters that are super cute, like Baby Tuck Tuck and, and the literal baby character. Like, it was it was by far Disney's best 3D animation. And then, yeah, I, I did watch it with headphones, and the music was really good as well. So I think listening to it on the booming, like, theater speakers and everything would have been pretty good. So I'll agree with you and say it's theaterable. Okay. Uh, I I I I would still say it's streamable enough in that like it's not a horrible movie. It was just a very generic movie for story, but the other parts of it I thought were good. Like yeah, I mean if you're looking for something to watch, fine. Uh, again, I think I would uh, I would recommend if you have the money, just go see it in theaters. It's in most theaters. Uh, you know, if you have kids, I think it would be fun. Mm-hmm. Kind of bring them back to the theater. Yeah, yeah, I I agree with you on that part. Sure, I'll I'll give it both a theaterable and the and a streamable rating. Maybe we need another word instead of theaterable. No, 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 it's got to have an bull on it. All right, <laughs> that's our brand. Stay on brand. Okay. The other weird thing, I mean, there was a little controversy around the movie because there's a lot of Asian actors and there were Asian writers and everything, but they weren't southeast asian which is where this movie is supposed to take place i mean is it the freaking thing a amalgamation of different cultures like yeah but it's like vietnam and laos and cambodia and those countries and i think like most of the actors were like chinese and stuff so i don't know i don't know like the main characters seem like a ninja and then dragons are very popular in like chinese mythology I, I thought I took it more as like a amalgamation of Asian cultures. I don't know. I mean, Alan Tudyk was the freaking Rolly Bug, what? which doesn't make sense. I don't Alan know how Tudyk he voice loves... acted that. <laughs> Alan Tudyk seems to love voice acting random animals. For he's Disney always animation. In, he's always yeah Disney animation animals. I I I guess they love him. I mean, well, he's been in like I think he's been in every Disney three uh, D animated thing since. Wreck-It Ralph? Was that before Frozen? Oh, I don't know. Which, which are, I think it was. Okay, because he was Frozen, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whichever one of those is first, but yeah, he's been in, in every single one since then. But then he stopped being random speaking characters and started being animals. <laughs> I don't know why. It's kind of yeah. hilarious to hire Alan Tudyk to just make animal noises. Well, I mean... You mentioned at the start that the Rolly thing was BB-8. You realize Bill Hader did the sounds of BB-8 along with some other comedian, right? 
I did not know that. Seriously? That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah, so it's like, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why you'd pay a known actor that kind of extra money. Maybe Alan Tudyk is just like, oh, I'll have fun with it, and he doesn't, like, charge him a lot of money. But, like, why do you need Alan Tudyk? Like, I love Alan Tudyk, but why do you need him to do this little animal noises? Like, come on. Well, yeah, because there's literally a voice actor out there that is, like, the guy you get if you want to make, like, a very like, believable animal character and emotional stuff, and it's, it's Dee Bradley Baker, and, like, I've seen him on, like, stage doing, like, animal voices, and it's kind of insane that he's able to make the random noises that come out of his mouth. So, usually, if you want, like, an animal guy, you, you go to him, so it, it feels random for it to be Alan Tudyk instead. Whatever. I'm not gonna complain that much. I love Alan Tudyk. It's just <laughs> I'm not complaining. strange I think to it's see his name in the credits and be like, what? I think it's hilarious that he chooses to be random animals instead of any actual, like, speaking character. All right, so that's it for Raya. I want to take a couple minutes, uh, unless you had anything else, to talk about Disney Plus and the horrid watch party. I had nothing else on Raya, so let's, let's get on to, yeah, watch party. That was... Okay, the story of Disney Plus and w the watch party is don't do it. For that some was... reason... They have the stupidest technology in the world that will actually speed up or slow down the play speed to try to match. Jimmy and I didn't have any buffer issues. We have really good internet, but it kept desyncing, and there were parts that, like I said, I don't know if the animation was a little off or if it was playing at, like, 0.85 speed and things look laggy. And then it got to a part where it was playing at, like, 1.5 speed, and everyone was talking like this, and it was like, what the f*** is going on? Luckily, I had that speed-up issue happen to me during a fight scene, so it just looked like they were fighting, like, super-fast ninjas. <laughs> it looked better. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, yeah, I could tell that, like, the animation felt off. I don't know why they would code their algorithm to slow down and speed up the thing. I would rather it just it's stop and buffer. the stupidest thing. Yeah, take a second and buffer. I don't want things to speed up or slow down. That's you awful. Should, you should not watch movies at random speeds unless you don't like the movie and you're trying to fast-forward through it. Like, the, the right. I shouldn't decide that for me, though. There is no way it should ever be at anything other than 1x. Like, if it really got off, take two seconds to pause. Like, we, we shouldn't have any issues. We weren't buffering. I don't know why it happened. Yeah, I would much rather pause than just have it slow down and speed up randomly to, to sync everyone up. That's... I think we had to pause like six times. Like, it really is unwatchable. I cannot say strongly enough, do not use Disney Watch Party. Please, just go back to theaters, especially for a movie like this. Like, I, again, I'm biased. I'm trying to hype it up. I'm not in the industry. I'm not going to make any money off of this or anything, but the streaming side of things can be extraordinarily frustrating at times, and this movie was well worth a theater watch. Well, yeah, I mean, it's also... I don't even know if it's a bias thing, dude. Like, unless you are rich enough where you have, like, your own home theater system that's, like, as good as, like, a theater, it's always better to go watch a movie in theaters. It just feels better. The screen's nicer. The sound's better. It's 20 bucks a person. Like, you know, it's it's pretty expensive. I understand that people can't afford that true but if, if if you're like able to pull off what like 24 bucks a month the amc thing was pretty sweet i used to love it when we when before before pandemic times i'm thinking especially with disney that it's going to be families and there's going to be you know four or five people that's drastically going to change it um which is why 
you know, when, when Disney does this premiere thing, it costs $30 to watch the movie early, which is insane for me. But I'm a single dude. I'm not having to, like, of course, I'd rather pay 20 bucks to go to the theater than 30 yeah. bucks to watch it their, at home. Their pricing but... is adjusted according to the fact that most of their primary viewership is going to be families. And, right. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying, like, streaming is bad. I'm saying that theaters are always going to be better than just streaming at home unless you happen to have, like, an insane home theater system. Right? So well, here's here's to the return of theaters. I hope the Disney and HBO Max co-release thing doesn't hurt their theatrical box office. Yeah. I would hope it only helps it because it makes things a little bit more accessible to people, but I am afraid that not enough people are going to go back to the theater and we could have some problems. But uh, Wall Street Vice is really helping AMC stay in business, and that's our local theater, so thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, hopefully... Hopefully theaters survive. I, I I hope that the like as as cool as the co-release thing is, because it gives people access to you know movies they might not be able to watch immediately. Like they, there's a bunch of people that would wouldn't go to the theaters, right? That would wait till it's available on streaming to watch something. It's nice that it does that, but I, I would like for us to reach like some level of like balance there where. There's enough people that still love the movie theater experience that they keep the theaters alive. I mean, I, I think it would be advantageous to the studios to do minor releases as stream slash theater. But the tentpole movies keep as theater because everyone's going to go back and see the Avengers, right? If you were into the Avengers, you will pay the money to go see it in theaters on opening night, right? Yeah, I mean... But if you make it available on the service and it's $30 and you have a bunch of people together, then it's like, well, people just have their own private watch parties, which is okay, I guess, except it kills theaters. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that brings up another question, though. I still don't understand, like, how the comparison of, like, budget to make the movie versus the cost analysis for releasing it on streaming versus, you know, actual actually making box office movie money works out. So... It, it, I'm pretty sure theater uh, studios will start doing their releases back on theaters in general because I assume they make more money off of theater sales than they do off of just releasing it to streaming because it, it just adds value to the service, but they don't actually make money specific to a to a movie. Well, Disney right? does. Well, Disney right? does, but I think Disney is the only one doing that right now. Like Warner just just decided that they're going to just let anybody who has an HBO Max subscription watch any of their movies. It just they just limit it so it's only on there for, like, what, two, three weeks? I don't know. I mean, I watched Tenet, uh, you know, I guess it was probably six months after it came out, but... Well, that was also because we wanted to go watch it in a specific theater and we couldn't, right? Like, if you had the option to actually go watch it in IMAX and everything, and you would have gone to see it in theaters. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and Nolan and some of the other directors are very outspoken about how they didn't like HBO Max doing that. Uh, my concern is Disney has so much pull, and if they prove that this works, everyone will follow suit. Because I think they will actually make more money. I don't know. Yeah, we'd have to see. Because that's all it's going to come down to. The studio doesn't care about the people. They care about their profits. And whichever thing ends up making them more money is going to be the, the future of how these are released. I mean, there could be, if things get bad, there could be a director's guild strike or something like that, I think, possibly. 
because there was talks of that. Really, Nolan, and I think some of the other big names, I, I can't think. I just know Nolan because Tenet um, was very outspoken and very upset that HBO did that and basically didn't consult him on it. Is it just because he... They just have the rights, they can do no, it. No, 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 I mean, is the reason he's upset is because there's something that gets lost in the movie if it's not watched in theaters. It's really designed for that. I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. I mean, he, he designs his movies for IMAX and 90 millimeter and all this crazy stuff, so yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I know I know some people were upset when Netflix released that, what, like, 1.5 speed on watching movies, because people like to just binge stuff and, like, speed through it. And it throws off like the pacing of movies, but then again, I've only ever used that feature to to get through bad movies for this podcast. Netflix's own movies—that's why they release. I actually like that feature because it lets me get through bad movies. I don't think I've ever used it on anything I actually want to watch. I've never used it except in this crap of Disney (laughs) automatically doing it. Involuntarily used it today. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, go back to the theaters, people. Mm -hmm. That's our recommendation. We're still going to do streaming movies, but we might... I don't know. Maybe we'll cheat a little more. Throw a couple of theatrical releases, co-releases in there. Yeah, maybe. That's all, folks. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can find us on all the popular social media sites at StreamablePod and listen to the podcast on your favorite platforms. Please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review.